Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Halen McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Um, I am just absolutely delighted um, to be joined today um, by, I'll I'll just say, I'll just go ahead and say a new friend of mine. Um, Her name is uh, Melinda Liu, and she is in Franklin, Tennessee, y'all. Um, I, I was introduced to Melinda through my partner, Angel, um, he's been connected to her for a number of years and I just hear about her all the time. And she sounds just like completely magical. You know, I'm like, who is this woman? Melinda, Melinda, Melinda. And so really, truly, it was only a matter of time before I somehow met her or had her on the show. Um, and so thank you so much for being here today, Melinda. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, my pleasure. How's uh, how's life in uh, in Tennessee today? I love, love, love Tennessee so much. Oh my gosh, what do you love most about Tennessee? I like the people. I like the culture. For uh, sure. Well, you, I just, um, I just love. It my listeners, you can't, you can't see this, but Melinda is wearing just like a gorgeous hat and she's got this like macrame thing behind her. Like, I feel like I can just, I'm like seeing the full you, although I've only known you for about 15 minutes. (laughs) Um, so In today's, well, let me actually just tell you all um, who Melinda is in the world. And then um, also, you know, I never know where these interviews are going to go, but I just, I just like, um, honestly, I just feel the energy of, of someone and I feel in my body like, oh, would this be a resonant guest to bring on the show? Like that is literally how it happens, right? I've told you all this over and over again and, uh, and I have no idea, right? Exactly what's going to come through. But I want to tell you about uh, just a little bit about Melinda's background and then um, and then sort of what I think we might be looking at in the show and then we'll just see what happens. Um, So Melinda has had um, a 20 plus year career in health and wellness. And what I love so much, she'll probably tell us more about, you know, sort of all the different roads she's traveled on that journey. Um, But uh, what I love so much about her journey is that it just sort of has the feeling of like, okay, I'm going into this modality and then this whole other world opens up and it just feels like her whole trajectory has been um, like following her desire (laughs) and following where her, the energy of her life purpose, like wants to take her. So, you know, she's been into massage 
massage and yoga. And now she's really landed into frequency therapy, which I'm sure she'll tell us about that. Um, but literally like it's, it's just has the feeling of like, oh, wait, I'm just gonna follow my desire and follow whatever energy wants to come through her. So, um, and I, you know, I think in our episode today, um, when I look at like the link between energy and desire, y'all, this is the whole freaking game. <laughs> and again, I think Melinda's going to talk about this. Um, but if you can become a good steward of your energy, um, you can create what you want in your life. But so much, I think when I look around the world, right, where, and I see people who are stuck or, or who are not actually moving towards their desire, it's really like at the, at the, at the root of it, it's just, it's just stuck energy. And so, um, and I've talked about this before on many other episodes, right? So I don't, you know, for those of you who have listened to the show for a while, this is not a new concept, but I'm excited to um, hear Melinda's perspective on this today and, and hear um, about frequency therapy and just, you know, sort of how all of that can actually, you know, support you with moving your energy. So with that, um, Melinda, I want to just hear, like, take us back. Obviously, you um, you are here now as this woman who just na navigates the world, navigates her energy so beautifully. But take us back, like, wherever you want to. Where where do you feel like uh, we need to start with to give the context for the journey you've been on? Um, sure. First of all, I love this concept of following your desire and just, yeah, it seems like following what you are naturally supposed to do, what you're passionate about. And um, I, I actually want to just take it back in childhood. My, my parents were hippies, like real hippies. <laughs> love that. <laughs> and so their parenting structure was pretty loose, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, they kind of just kept me alive mm. and some basic rules, but they gave me a lot of freedom. Mm. And I think whether they were aware of it or not, they kind of realized that I was pretty independent and pre pretty free spirited that I was going to basically kind of do my own thing in life and kind of walk my own path anyways. Um, they really didn't try to get in my way, honestly. I'm, I, I have that to thank um, for them. And if I was ever going astray into like, you know, making bad decisions, they, you know, parented me correctly. But generally, I had this feeling like I could follow my passions and that I wasn't being um, directed to do something that wasn't right for me or that wasn't of my talent or interest. So I got into performing arts probably um, in elementary school, middle school. And I told my parents I wanted to be a kid actor in sixth grade. <laughs> and oh they said, God. okay. And they let me get my headshots and I went on auditions and I just did a couple of things, but I wasn't really into it after a year or so. And I'm like, I really want to be a dancer now. So then I they signed me up for all the dance classes and I really obsessed over dance. And then I was in choir and I just poured myself into chorus and dance all through high school and they supported me. Um, and it was really my choir teacher that 
gave me that direct teaching saying, whatever you do in life, you should be passionate about it. Just find something to be passionate about. And that's what you should do in life. And so that was like a cornerstone teaching in high school that I was, you know, I, I sort of got that lesson really early in life. And I just, I was fortunate to have great teachers who encouraged me to do what I love and to go for my dreams. So then I auditioned at Florida State University to be a dance major. And I asked my parents to drive me up there. They didn't even care if I went to college. (laughs) They had no savings for me. So I basically had to get a scholarship to even go. But I just, that's what I wanted to do. And I was just very driven and focused and ambitious at that age. So my parents drove me to Florida State. I became a dance major. And then after a year, I realized it was boring. <laughs> I think I didn't get picked for um, the spring dance show and I was really pissed. <laughs> and oh, I just said, no. I don't think I, I don't even think I want to finish college. I just want to start working as a dancer. And my family was like, okay, just come home. Like they weren't even mad at me that I didn't even finish my four-year degree. (laughs) So I quit college after one year, moved back home. And then I auditioned to be a backup dancer for a pop artist in Orlando. (laughs) And this is circa the boy band era coming out of Orlando Oh. So it had like NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys and 98 Degrees. And, you know, I'm 40 years old, so I'm dating myself. But it was that was the pop era, the boy band era. And oh. so my girlfriend and I auditioned to be backup dancers and go on tour for these boy bands. And I made it. I got picked. So then hey, I tried boy band. <laughs> well, the artist that I danced with was the opening act for BB Mac and O-Town. Oh my God. <laughs> so we toured with BB Mac and O-Town. And again, if you're not like 40 yeah. something years old, then maybe you right. don't know who those <laughs> boy bands are. But I went on tour for a year and a half doing what I love. Mm. Again, no one, no one tried to stop me. My family was supportive. My friends were supportive. And I just traveled around and that was like my childhood dream fulfilled. I had always pictured myself on stage, traveling, being in the limelight, Mm. but it got old and I got injured and I got sick um, because, you know, touring life is not healthy. And then I realized that whole industry is kind of shady you know, <laughs> yeah. and I realized one of the dancers had actually, um, well, let's just say she compromised her integrity a little <laughs> to get us a higher income and also to have a special choreographer work with us. And then that's when I realized I'm not going to ever behave that way in order to get ahead in this industry. So then I just didn't want to do professional dance anymore. I came home and I just told my mom, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I really don't think I want to be a dancer anymore. And she said, why don't you come to this yoga class with me? And so then it's like, this starts a whole other chapter of my life because I was not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to, I want to just, um, pause for a moment, you know, because I'm hearing something really unique. Um, and you can sort of tell me if this resonates, you know, but what I'm hearing is that it just sounds like your parents were totally like, it's like 
they were just totally surrendered in their parenting. <laughs> yeah, they had this feeling like Melinda is this like force <laughs> of nature and we want to support her instead of inhibit her, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I was m- way more ambitious than they were. And I think they saw that. And instead of, um, you know, being resentful or trying to make me copy their life path or, or what they think I should do, they just yeah. supported me in doing what I wanted to do. I, I should probably thank them after this again. Yeah. Repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what would you say? Like there, there are just, you know, so many different styles of parenting out there. And like, you know, while I am not a mom yet, um, I can just imagine like people hearing this and being like, okay, like surrendered parenting, that's nice for them. But like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, so I'm curious like what you would say to parents about that, like what, you know, what we, we would say to them or what advice you have for parents, like who do want their kids to like thrive and find their own path and follow their passion. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were a couple moments, obviously, where I was making poor decisions and starting to go oh. down the wrong path. And I, they did recognize that and correct me. So I just want to say, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. you know, they were, they weren't completely hands off with me, mm-hmm. um, but the decisions that seemed like were in my best interest were, you know, wholesome in nature, they supported me. And yeah, I, I just always felt like they had my back. You know, if I, if I wanted to try something new or go in a different direction and as again, as long as it didn't like hurt me yeah. or hurt them or seem like it was, you know, going to take me down a dark path or something, they, they let me just kind of experiment and explore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you were going to continue. Okay. Um, So my mom took me to yoga. (laughs) Yoga. Okay. So she's like, Hey, do you want to come to this yoga class? (laughs) And I was 19 and I was still sort of at the age where you make fun of your mom and think whatever your mom does is kind of (laughs) silly. So I was like, Oh my gosh, yoga. Is that going to be weird? Like, what are we going to do? And I, I was very skeptical that I would even like yoga, which is hilarious because it became like a huge love of my life. Mm-hmm. But I took the class and there was um, a woman teaching and her and her significant other was there. And they came up to me afterwards and they said, we're offering a teacher training. It's a 12 week teacher training and you'll be learning everything about holistic living, spiritual development. And you'll be learning a, t- a movement style based on yoga um, that is like kind of our particular style. And you'll be able to teach classes. And I knew I didn't want to be a dancer anymore. And I knew I was unhealthy and needed something to transition into. And so it was really perfect timing. I just signed right up. And then that course really shifted me into the paradigm of natural medicine, holistic living. And so that's when I say I left the performing arts and went into the healing arts. Mm. Um, And throughout those 12 weeks, I did really heal quickly. Like any of the ailments or the issues that I was struggling with, with my health cleared up pretty quickly. Mm. You know, I was young and I was receptive and 
I just took direction well and I was hungry to learn and I just absorbed like all all of the information and I was just launched into this whole new world and again my family supported me Um, although they were confused I think everyone thought I was going to be in performing arts for the rest of my life or at least longer than a year and a half. (laughs) Yeah. But I just, I knew I couldn't go back to that industry and that this was going to be my new love. So then I started teaching classes and then I got my massage license and um, eventually my health coaching. And I, I really went down the rabbit hole on all things, health and wellness, natural healing, holistic living for the, re- the next 20 years of my life, it became my life's work. It became my passion. And so I stuck with that industry and I'm still here. <laughs> and now, now, um, I would say four, three or four years ago, I started to nerd out about healing technology and frequency therapies and just trying out different things that I thought were intriguing. I like the idea of technology being healing. You know, we're, I, w- I was also being exposed to the ideas that there was harmful technology, right? Like EMFs, harmful EMFs, um, you know, the, the towers that were going up around us and just the, the, the doom and gloom of 5G, right? Mm-hmm. And so I liked the contrast of this idea that technology could be healing and that there were already people out there creating products and things that we could utilize that would only give us more information about ourselves and give us like a boost, support us on our journey of staying healthy, getting healthier, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I'm at now. Wow. That is um, quite a journey. (laughs) And I'm, you know, I'm just like thinking, I think it's so special, um, you know, coming onto your path, like at the age of 19, Like that is just, um, yeah, it's like extraordinary. You know, I can just imagine like if I had the tools I have now (laughs) at the age of 19, right. And it's like, it's all perfect. It's all divine. Um, you know, and that's like really, um, pretty unique for like a 19 year old. I am so grateful really because when I think about how my life could have turned out, <laughs> you know, had yeah. I not gotten on the path of health and healing and, and personal and spiritual development, mm-hmm. ooh, it might not have been so great, but I yeah. was fortunate to have a lot of healing tools at that age. And I will say I have enjoyed good health. I've generally been healthy and happy. Of course, I'm not perfect. And honestly, when you do like real healing work, you realize that it never, ever ends, you know, and it's a journey of uncovering underlying trauma and um, just the various things that we're exposed to in society and our family. And we're, we're always going deeper with our own healing. Um, but generally speaking, my life has been wonderful because I have ended up on this path. And, and so I do feel fortunate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. At least in uh, the area of career, 
Mm-hmm. I've always followed my passion and desire. You know, there's other areas of your life where you're maybe not so strong. And so I, I definitely have areas of deficiency that I'm focusing almost more so now at this age, mm-hmm. bringing up any of my weaknesses or deficiencies up to the level of the strengths that I've had in my career. Because I know that's when people say, oh my gosh, almost anything you've tried in your career, you've been successful at. And that's true. You know, I was pretty successful as a dancer and then pretty successful as a massage therapist. And now I'm making this transition to frequency therapies. I already have pretty decent momentum. I only started last August. (laughs) Um, And now here I am on this podcast talking about it. Uh, So I do have like this confidence and the strength, but I will be honest weaknesses in my life have been my romantic life, you know, Mm -hmm. hasn't been as strong, hasn't felt as success, successful in quotes. Um, But I feel like I've made steps, baby, painful baby steps. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm still making steps. And I would also say financial management, to be honest, like I've, I've really earned a lot over the years. And I've just pretty much spent a lot of it and and not really managed it well. Um, Mm. So like I said, I, I recognize these are areas of weakness and deficiency, and they do prevent me. Um, from reaching more of my potential and kind of in a holistic way being more strong overall. Yeah. So I would say those are my focuses, but I, I feel confident about the next decade of my life. I just turned 40 and I'm like, this is my decade to, you know, really win with financial management, with my romantic life, and just kind of applying these principles from my career to those same areas of life. Yeah. Well, um, thank you so much for just the vulnerability of like sharing all of that, you know, like it just, um, it gives me so much access to just be able to see your humanity, you know, and like, I, I, I really relate like, um, on the, uh, on the romantic front, <laughs> Like, um, obviously I'm in, you know, the relationship of a lifetime now, um, with Angel and I'm like, if y'all could see like, (laughs) you know, all of the ups and downs and heartbreak and just like moments of loneliness and sadness and gripping on to this person, hoping to get something. I mean, Oh my goodness, you know, and now it's like, I can see like, oh, I actually had to go through all of those moments, right. To land here right now. Um, But yeah, thank you. It's just like, it's so brave and so vulnerable to share that, you know, and I want to offer you, I want to offer you something about that. Are you open? Oh yeah, go for it. (laughs) Well, um, the... I, I would just offer that it's not actually like a weakness or a deficiency. <laughs> okay. No, it's like, I just look at you and I'm like, oh, wow, this is just a woman who is a bundle of love. <laughs> right. And of course there are places where I totally hear you desire to grow and learn. Um, and 
like there's nothing wrong you know yeah i i have a much healthier mindset now than a year yeah. ago two years ago five years ago ten years ago yeah totally you know, um oh. i really am much more confident and optimistic now and i also yeah like having life experience means a lot having yeah. things that you can reflect back on and, and just learn about yourself and learn about people and learn yeah. just what you like what you don't like what you resonate with what you don't and all of that is important for me to like navigate my future and yeah. make and make better more ideal decisions mm-hmm. so I am appreciative of all the perceived failures I suppose but they weren't they really weren't I agree yeah totally it's just a lot of great life experience and fun stories (laughs) oh girl (laughs) I I really get it I've got I've got a vault of of my own stories yeah just me um yeah, but thank, I just like, yeah, I so feel the, um, your intention and like the in-processness and the, your, your willingness to like, just be with your own humanity, you know? Yeah, mindset is a key. And I, I actually taught success mindset as a big part of when I, when I used to, I also was a business coach for a massage therapist. That's another hat that I wore. <laughs> and my biggest thing was success mindset so even applying that to like these other areas of my life with financial management and romantic relationships, I. Hi, thanks for listening to the show. I wanted to come in and let you know how you can go deeper in this work with me if you are curious. So right now I am offering one-on-one coaching containers where you will be held as you look to find deeper truth in your life. So my work is really about getting into deeper alignment with where spirit and life is calling you and learning to trust that and trust yourself. And it's also about fully staying with yourself no matter what. So if you'd like to explore working with me and just feel into what that could be like, um, you can go to talkwithkalen.com and book some time. Uh, you can also feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram at Kaylin McDuff. And I really look forward to seeing what unfolds on your path. I have to focus on my little wins, you know, like the improvements that I've made, the the moments where I want to binge shop on Amazon and I'm like, do I really need, you know, these t-shirts with um, like planets on them? <laughs> no, I really don't need that. Like that's a win. That's a small moment. Or like when a guy hits on me and I'm, I only like a couple of things about him, but I just kind of ultimately know it's not going to work out. And just to yeah. have like a gracious no, but thanks for, you know, reaching out. Like these are small wins where I'm protecting um, my growth Mm -hmm. and, and I don't want to become, especially with romance, I don't want to become one of those bitter women that is just like, oh, 
all men are this or that, or like being in blame mode, all men are that. And, or I don't want to blame just myself. Like I'm messed up. Something's wrong with me because both of those mindsets are not going to move you forward and not going to help you really ultimately get what you desire, what you, what you want. Yeah. You have to have the success mindset of just, um, realizing like recently there's several men I'm associated with. And if I take my favorite qualities about each of, of those men, I'm attracting all of the qualities that I want in a man. They're just all in different men right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then I can say, I'm so excited that I am attracting the ideal qualities and the attributes that I want in a partner. Um, and now all I have to do is attract all the qualities in one person <laughs> who mm-hmm. wants you know, to be with me. And I, I am their ideal person with all their qualities and attributes. Mm-hmm. So it makes me feel like I'm moving forward. I'm getting closer. Right. You know, and, and it's encouraging versus defeating. Yeah, totally. Well, I'm curious how you see that um, on an energetic level like how you think about it. Right. Well, I have been taught a version of law of attraction, you know, that we are, what we attract is what we are and it's energy and it's resonance and vibration. And that, um, if I, if I want to attract a partner who is, let's say emotionally intelligent, I have to be emotionally intelligent or, Um, If I want to attract clients that are health conscious, I have to be health conscious. Or, you know, if I want to start to build wealth, you know, I I need to find people that are building wealth and I need to match their vibration and match their, it's both an inner, inner work and outer work. In other words, like I have to, feel the feelings and match the vibration internally. And then I also have to take actions externally. But the interesting thing is if I just took the actions without the inner feeling part, they would be kind of empty actions or just not as powerful. Mm -hmm. If I get into that feeling and the vibration of whatever it is I'm trying, you know, to achieve, then I take actions. It's a lot more powerful. Mm-hmm. And, and how, do you, how do you get into the energy of it? Like if there's somebody out there listening and it's like, oh yeah, like that sounds nice. I know it does sound easy, right? But like managing our emotional states is quite a job. <laughs> yeah. You know, because there's such a roller coaster all the time. I just feel like between our own female hormones, first of all, in a, in a month's time, just, and then secondly, what we're exposed to on social media or in society that takes us on an emotional roller coaster, our own interactions with friends and family is an emotional roller coaster. So there, there is a lot that's pulling on us all the time in inwardly and outwardly. And so that's why I think it is difficult to try and maintain an emotional state or a feeling state. That's why it's work. And a lot of, a lot of teachers have said this, um, you know, if you can just hold a certain vibration or hold a feeling state, you'll make headway, but it just, 
it's because we're all over the place with the roller coasters of emotions that we don't get too far before we get activated or triggered or we get in an emotional funk. And, and so that's why it's a journey, you know, and that's why we have to keep practicing and working at this. And you do, you do build skills and you do build faith and you get better at this if you practice. (laughs) So, you know, you can start to feel more confident about micromanaging your states and your vibrations and your feelings. And you can also, like I said earlier, I'm getting into frequency technology and healing technology. You can kind of cheat a little bit (laughs) with these tools and these resources. And then obviously you have lifestyle practices. Um, That's why this is a lot, a deep rabbit hole. Like you have all the things that you're doing eating healthy, sleeping well, exercising, personal and spiritual development. Then you can have these other tools like sound healing, um, getting information from bioresonance scanning is something I hope we talk about a little bit later. Um, Getting out in nature, you know, just all, all the things are supposed to help bring us into greater balance. And so that we have more energy And then we can direct that energy. That's kind of the basis of Chinese medicine is building chi and moving chi. Build chi, move chi. And that's, I think, an important principle in getting what we want, manifesting what we want to desire. You have to build your energy, which also means taking your energy away from things that are draining your energy, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, because sometimes you can do things to build your energy, but you have to also stop the drains. And, um, and then you have to be clear about what direction you want to focus the energy versus having your energy spread out all over the place. And you're not clear. So that's why a lot of law of attraction teachings seem simple (laughs) and easy to understand intellectually but in practice there's just a lot of factors that affect the process um but if you if you really keep practicing and keep getting better at this then you will Mm -hmm. well i'm curious your um i love this thing you mentioned about like you know people just take you know taking energy uh, or things that take our energy away. What do you think are some of the things that, um, take our energy away that like most people are not actually aware of? Toxic relationships. Mm -hmm. And I say they're not aware. And I just went through this (laughs) like last weekend especially with family. I don't know, for me personally with family, it's hard to see it because you don't want to see it. Mm -hmm. Close relationships, long time relationships, if they either were always unhealthy or maybe they became unhealthy and you don't want to face it, but it is a drain. You know, I think relationships are probably the number one. And then number two, screens especially television especially propaganda (laughs) you know yeah that's so draining that's like a humongous drain and then also social media Mm 
even though I love social media and I feel like there's a lot of positive connecting and seeing like-minded people and inspirational things, I know personally it's addicting and it will completely drain me if I scroll even longer than 20 minutes. I'm like drained. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm sure we all have felt that from social media scrolling. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But the piece, um, that's a really good point about relationships, mm-hmm. like looking at, you know, the five to 10 closest relationships that you have. And like, are the patterns in those relationships actually serving you? Do those relationships nourish you? Mm-hmm. Are they based in desire? <laughs> yeah. And I think like, if you're on a growth path, you're changing you know, and people change and people go in different directions. And sometimes a relationship can be healthy at first and then it changes. That's, that's where that saying comes from, right? Um, a season, a reason, or a lifetime. Have you heard that? Yeah. 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 So it's just holding on to those relationships that, you know, have become unhealthy and maybe some communication or, just some direct, honest, heart-to-heart talks can bring a relationship back to a healthy place. And I think we should all try that, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but then having the awareness and the clarity that maybe you can't get it to be in a healthy place and then having the courage to you know, cut ties or just move away somehow where you're not draining each other anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Setting up like boundaries and desires and just, um, having it be clear so that you can have a relationship that's based in desire. I totally hear that. Ah, so much to think about. Well, I want to hear about what you want to tell us about frequency therapy and, you know, just all, all the things I don't admittedly, I don't know much about this. So like, what do I need to know? Yeah, I think it's interesting to, I'll share a little bit about my story getting into frequency therapies. I had first started with just a biomat, which is an infrared heat mat with amethyst crystals. And I remember laying on the mat and just feeling like I was in a meditative state. It was deeply relaxing. It was deeply nurturing. And I just felt so lovely after laying on it. And I thought that was easy. All I did was lay on this mat and it was just so like transformative Mm -hmm. in terms of changing my feeling state, right? From a place of maybe tired, stressed, anxious, and then just feeling grounded, relaxed, um, and recharged afterwards. So then I went down more rabbit holes of what other healing technology is out there that I could utilize. And I had tried out scalar waves. I had tried out, oh, just different things that were uh, rife, rife-based, rife frequencies, and kind of learning about different machines, a lot of them that I was looking at three years ago were in the tens of thousands, like 25,000 for a machine or 12,000 for a machine. And I just felt a little intimidated by those prices because normally it was doctors who were buying these things. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm not a doctor. I'm a massage therapist, but I want to use frequencies in my practice because I'm interested. And I, I was just trying to find like the right thing for me that was user-friendly. I also tried these patches. They were like frequency stickers that you put on the body. Mm-hmm. And I liked them at first, but then it was a little bit complicated and you're wearing these stickers all over your body. It wasn't really like yeah. practical and the learning, I think it was like eight levels of training that I had to go through. It was like very complicated. And I decided I want something that's a little more user-friendly, something that's affordable, affordable, but also effective. And that's when I came across the AO scan by Solex, which is a bioresonance device. And it also has right frequencies. That was last year at this time. And to me, it had checked off all the boxes. It was user-friendly it was affordable. It had a lot of different technology all in one device. And it used to be a $38,000 scanning machine that only doctors used. And they had just made like a smaller mobile version for your everyday person just to launch this out into the world. So bioresonance scanning was a new concept to me. And what it is, is the ability to scan your energy field and read all the different frequencies in your body to determine whether you are in homeostasis or whether you're out of homeostasis. So for example, your liver in its healthiest state in homeostasis should be vibrating at a particular frequency and they call that a blueprint frequency. So when it scans your energy field, it'll determine is your frequency too high? Is your frequency too low? Or is it in that perfect range? And so there's thousands of frequencies in our body and it can scan all these different markers of our health, our anatomy, our energy, and just give us a very detailed report. This is where you're in balance and this is where you're out of balance. And what's cool about that is that everything starts on the subtle energy levels, like even talking about physical ailments. You don't just wake up one day and you have like full-blown stage four cancer or, you know, it's just not, it's not, it doesn't happen quickly like that. It starts on these subtle energy levels. And then if it stays out of balance long enough, it becomes inflammation. And then if it stays out of balance at the inflammation level, then it physically manifests into physical illness or disease. And so normally with standard blood work and standard testing, we're only looking at the physical We're not able to get these reads on the inflammation level and the energy levels. So that's where bioresonance scanning fills in the gaps of all this information that we're missing on these subtle levels. It's kind of like we can get a heads up. Yeah. Wow. And you can, and you can see like, say, for example, if you had your liver out of balance for a, a lot of different scans, then you could say, maybe I should have a better look at my liver health. Maybe I should do a liver cleanse. Maybe Mm. I should actually do some blood work or something to see if this is more serious. So I just think it gives people information that empowers them to be more specific with their lifestyle, more specific with how they need to manage their health. Um, And that was really interesting to me because I was just starting to get to the age where I'm like, what is going on inside of me? Like, I think that I'm intuitive and I'm in touch with my body, but yeah, I'm not that intuitive to know all the like <laughs> intricate details of my anatomy. Right. So I was kind of wondering like, what are my hormones like? I was looking 
and to all these environmental stressors that we're exposed to, I'm like, am I being exposed to radiation? Am I being exposed to viruses? Am I being exposed to heavy metals? And I didn't, obviously you can know these things if you're juiced um, like blood work, right? But I only do that. Most people only do blood work like once or twice a year. You're not doing it every month. And so there's a lot that can happen in between your standard blood work. And this is where I get to scan myself, get a snapshot of what's happening in my body, see that I have maybe parasites or maybe I'm deficient in a certain mineral or deficient in a certain vitamin, or maybe um, my female hormones are off. And so it just gives me, again, a snapshot of information where I can say, maybe I need to take this supplement today, or I need to work on my stress management, or maybe I need to go see a practitioner for something particular. Um, So I feel like it empowers you to take your health and wellness into your own hands and be more accountable and be more specific. That's what I'd like Mm -hmm. to add. But then not only does it scan and read you, it can send you the balancing frequencies. So let's just say your liver was out of balance. It'll try to send you the correcting frequency to bring you back to balance. And that's a game changer also, because every time you send yourself these balancing frequencies, it's like a gentle course correction. Like if you're veering off the road a little bit, sending yourself the balancing frequencies just kind of steers you back to balance and the more you do that, the more you'll stay balanced and, and be less off course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also sound healing associated with this technology, which I've never really gotten into sound healing, but it's kind of underrated. You know, people go on YouTube and listen to these Hertz frequencies for different you know, yeah. things. Yeah. Well, this technology reads the tones in your voice and it'll create specific sound healing music for you to listen to based on what you need and and the read from your voice. And so that's been a pretty big game changer for me in terms of managing my emotional health. So talking about managing emotional states and getting a certain vibration. I mean, I've definitely had full blown meltdowns where I'm like losing it, just like freaking out about something. And I'll listen to my sound healing music and within, you know, 15 minutes or so, I feel grounded, centered again. Not that it got me to um, avoid what I was feeling. It actually helped me process what I was feeling faster. Mm. You know, like when you you know when you're feeling something intense and you can either do three things. You can either push it down and avoid it and go distract yourself or overeat or something. Yeah. Or um, you can just kind of wallow in it forever. (laughs) And just sort of like, it doesn't clear quickly. You're just sort of stuck there. Um, Or obviously the idea is for us to feel it, process it and clear it, let it go. And so the music to me helps me feel like I process it faster and I'm able to kind of move on quickly. Like kids do. Mm -hmm. Kids go through their emotional stuff so quickly um, within a a minute or two. You know, they have their tantrum Mm -hmm. and then it's worked out of their system and then they're playing again. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. This, it's like the possibilities are endless. This is a whole, this is a whole portal you can go through. I could keep ranting <laughs> for sure. Wow. And, um, you know, I know we're getting sort of close to the end here, um, but I'm curious, like the difference that it's made in your life. 
I feel like this is where we're at now with medicine, frequency medicine, energy medicine is becoming more mainstream. And I'm excited to be kind of on this trend. Like I said, it's not new. It's been around for a while, but the trend of it being in everyday life, like this may be something that everyone takes advantage of. Right. Um, After what we've been through the last two years, I feel like it's timely to anything that's about, um, empowering ourselves to to take better care of ourselves to be healthy on our own terms you know there's been just too much fear too much anxiety about health and healing and this really i feel like alleviates anxiety gives us strength and peace to know that we can take specific actions to move forward and be healthy and well and be energetically well also Um, so yeah, this is, this is what my new passion is (laughs) in my career and I'm just going to go for it and and nobody's holding me back (laughs) in my life. Just like, just like, uh, whatever, 19, 20, 20 plus years ago, (laughs) Exactly. it's like, you're just, uh, you're just following the next, uh, where your energy is aligned. This is it. I love that. Amazing. Um, well, is there anything else that you want the people to know uh, before we start to wrap up and you share a little bit more about where people, where everybody can find you? Oh, yes. I am Frequency Wellness. That's my business name. I'm on Instagram, Frequency underscore Wellness. <laughs> I'm also on Facebook. I have a group called Frequency Wellness. And then my website is actually melindaloo.com and you can find more information there. Amazing. Um, well, Melinda, thank you so much. Um, this was, uh, this was a lot of fun and it, uh, yeah, it just opened my eyes up like to just, there are, there are just so many things out there, you know, and, um, there's so many healing modalities, but this really, and this really feels like a sort of on the um, on the edge of, you know, what's possible. It's exciting. Thank you so much for sharing your story and just all the ways that you have followed your desire. Thanks for having me. It was fun. You're welcome. All right. Bye everybody. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.